0: I can't believe that Dr. Gaslight invested in light cycles and kept them all for himself. But you have to admit, they're pretty fun to ride. You know, as long as no one cuts you off. Oh, man, I'm starting to get really hungry. I can't believe we missed brunch. You never tried any of that fried avocado ice cream, did you? Oh, man, it was incredible. I bet the bog butter would have gone perfectly on those Beetlejuice biscuits, you know?
1: I really don't think I would have enjoyed something that has bog in the name. Where I grew up in the southern part of the Crab Nebula, we had food with those kinds of names all the time. And I can tell you from personal experience, there's a reason the name is what it is.
0: I didn't know you were from the crabby south. I hear the hydroponic expanses of farmland are incredible.
1: Well, I suppose, but once you've seen one farm, it feels like you've seen them all. Just watch out for sandworms and
0: don't touch the spice. We have to speed it up if we're going to make it to the control tower. Less than ten minutes until this delightful diner is nothing more than space dust. Maybe we can find a shortcut. I think we should stick with the others. Don't forget about the shortcut we took through Mesmerize. I still have that image of Jeff and his tidy whities ...burned into my retinas. Yeah,
1: you're probably right. We need to stick with the group. Do you still have the peppermints I gave you? It would be nice to
0: have some extras in case of emergency. Oh, sorry. Um, I thought you were saying I needed a mint.
1: Really? You ate all of them? There was only a handful, and we missed brunch. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure the rest of the group kept theirs.
0: I'm not so sure Dr. Gaslight understood the assignment either... He has some meringues on that platter, and they look awfully refreshing.
1: How do we ever make it through a day? Well,
0: we still have each other.
1: Not if this whole restaurant
0: implodes. But if it's a fun ride, right? Has it, though? I guess it's been a bit harrowing and chaotic, but I've enjoyed most of the adventures. Well, my comfort zone has been expanded. There you go. And you even ordered oxidized oysters for brunch. It's a shame we didn't actually get to try them, but you are expanding all possible facets of your life.
1: Ah, oh, speaking of facets, I found a surrender bite attached to the helmet left on this light cycle. Want to try and squeeze it in before we make it to the tower? Well, we've cut much closer before.
0: Uh, yeah, let's have a listen. I'm sorry, but Pluto isn't a planet anymore. I bet my DNA it is.
1: How about 17 times
0: my DNA? Well, that's a pretty arbitrary number.
1: Well, that's the number of times our DNA could stretch from the sun to what you say is no longer a planet. Whew,
0: that sounds harrowing. And we're back, broadcasting from our studio on the pale blue dot we call Earth. We've got a great short for you today.
1: That's right, Charlie. Today we discuss that life-giving product,
0: food packaging. Food inside of a package. The more
1: you know. But the package. hmm Just the
0: package. Well, I mean, like, it doesn't have any food in it, but it will have food in it. And
1: then it won't have food in it. Exactly. If you eat it or if it rots, there will be no more food. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, Virginia Postrel, American political person, has said, Persuasion has become a kind of force. The more an advertiser knows about what consumers want and the more desires the product and packaging seek to fulfill, the more coercive of the force. Now, food packaging may be defined as a container used to keep a product in top condition and keep it safe for consumption. A bonus is if the container also helps to maintain the flavor, shape, and texture of the product. Food packaging has been around for millennia, surprisingly, with some of the earliest examples possibly in 7,000 BC in the form of pottery or glass.
1: Yep, and then uh, the French—they were the first to package food in a somewhat modern fashion, like croissant today. Uh, I don't, I, do they package croissant? I, doubt, I I bet they would frown upon packaging a croissant
0: possibly but they put baguettes in those long oh, paper yeah. bags with a plastic thing
1: in the center so you can see it yeah
0: or maybe that's just uh that might be just america american french <laughs> restaurants america america don't hate us french guy, french listeners <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, i said french guys <laughs> <laughs> okay french <laughs> listeners we love you Control. <laughs> <laughs> Merci. Uh, now, around 1800, the year 1800, Nicholas Appelt began heating food before storing it in glass bottles. And then that, of course, led to Louis Pasteur and pasteurization. Uh, did you know the first cereal package in a cardboard box? Do you know what that was? What was it? It was Quaker oats. And they did it all the way back in the 1880s.
0: So were the Quaker oats based on the actual Quakers?
1: Yes. Hmm. how they made them actually i think it is on uh based on like their technique of how they uh not ground the oats but well i guess shelled the oats or whatever
0: yeah do you actually have oats for breakfast no so one of my friends actually makes overnight oats or like oh yes yeah, yeah. so they're like steel cut oats and then they soak them overnight i feel yeah. like that's just a lot of work for breakfast
1: well i don't think so because i mean like if you prepare it out for a few days and then you just heat it up but a lot of my uh, a lot of my Milwaukee coworkers did that, mm-hmm. so they're very huh. healthy up in Milwaukee compared to Georgia. <laughs> Anywho, we don't judge. <laughs> speaking of things, um, the first radio jingle. Do you know what that was about? I'm guessing it was what we're about to talk about, Wheaties. Oh, yep, Wheaties. Yes. It was a food. It was a food package. Well, call me a hammer because but... I nailed it. <laughs> Good lord, MC. Uh, that happened in 1926, mm-hmm. and it's thought that that jingle saved the brand. Back in the, the roaring Wheaties. 20s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the metal crimped cap for a glass bottle, like on a Coca-Cola bottle, uh, was invented in the 1890s, shortly after Coke, by a fellow named William Painter.
0: Hmm. Who wasn't a painter. What was he? Probably wasn't even a man named Will. A painter of metal hmm. that he crimped on glass bottles. Back in the 1890s. Well, no one was around to say that he did it or didn't do it, you know.
1: Could have been his son, could have been his friend Leroy, who knows?
0: Now, the first plastic packaging came about during World War II, but the materials were discovered and were able to be produced in the 1800s. That's a little bit of time before World War II. Just a little bit, a couple of years, plus or minus. Barcodes were invented in the 1970s, very quickly accelerating the speed of buying items at a grocery store. Can you imagine a time... Buying things before scanning them?
1: Uh And the cashier had to type in the price or the code. (laughs) And then someone writes a check.
0: I'm sorry, let's stop revisiting your nightmares. Uh Before (laughs) this time, items had to be keyed in with the cash register based on the price or a code that correlated to the price. The cashiers had to know all the codes and prices. And people still do that today with fruits and vegetables because you can't put a barcode on every single thing.
1: Well, yeah, but you can... Put the uh, the self-checkout at Walmart and type in search by word and, or by picture now. <laughs> you can search by picture. Yeah,
0: but before that, like, uh, I remember when I worked at Kroger, we would have, like, this giant panel, like a rolling panel. Oh, yeah. That would it. have all yeah. the, the codes on it that you'd essentially have to plug in. But you'd have to know where everything was because it wasn't alpha, uh, alphabetized, alphabeticalized. The, the code was not alphabetized? <laughs> no. So, like, it what? was like. How was it ordered? It was ordered by sections and subsections. Like, there's a ham section, there's a turkey section, (laughs) there's a cheese section.
1: That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard.
0: Oh, so far. Now, (laughs) with approximately 75% of our rubbish generated by packaging, a few simple steps, buying loose fruit and veg, choosing products with recyclable packaging, and avoiding individually wrapped portions, can have a big impact. (sighs) I did it on purpose. (laughs) Harazad (laughs) Goldsmith, British... Environmentalist. Yeah, I'll go with that. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Some say that cardboard and
1: other disposable containers are wasteful and harmful for the environment, but...
0: I think cardboard and other disposable containers are wasteful and harmful to the environment. Let me change your mind and convince you otherwise.
1: Did you know the manufacturing process for cardboard makes it virtually sterile when it comes off the production line?
0: No, I didn't know that. How about that?
1: It reaches temperatures of 200 degrees Fahrenheit, which is much higher than almost all, if not all, foodborne pathogens can withstand. Just mm. like uh, our bodies uh, develop a fever to fight off bacteria and viral infections, the uh, cardboard pretty much kills anything that's on it.
0: Are you saying our bodies are made out of cardboard? Could be. That Definitely. might be the key to everything right there. <laughs> We've unlocked the mysteries of the universe. So cardboard cutouts of people <gasps> are actually people. people. It's people. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. If the boxes are then broken down and recycled. I like how we try to
0: just go back to these facts as though, like, nothing's happened.
1: Smoothest segue ever. Um, if these cardboard boxes. Going down a
0: rocky slope. Okay.
1: If they're broken down and recycled, rather than being reused, not only is this a win for the environment, but the boxes return to the manufacturing process to come out sterilized once again. Now, bubble wrap, did you know this? It was actually originally designed to be wallpaper. Are you serious? Yeah. It was, uh, I don't know what they were going for. wallpaper? Well, I think it was like to protect, to maybe like soundproof walls, but yeah, that was made for, to be wallpaper. Hmm. So... Guys, let's be good stewards for the environment. Make sure you recycle. We can't
0: force you to do anything. Do whatever you want.
1: But we'd like you to recycle. Most people, But you don't have to. But please do. Most people throw away nearly 100 pounds or more of plastic that could easily be recycled every year. Now, that brings us to a quote by Gil Marks. He's an American food writer and historian. He said, I tend to avoid cakes made with matzo meal instead of flour. Also, most prepared dessert products and mixes. Sometimes the packaging they come in tastes better than the product.
0: Hmm. Perception is very key. For some reason, green appears to make food more appealing when used as packaging color. Many customers prefer to see a photo of the food in the package rather than a transparent window to see the food inside itself.
1: I'd rather watch a commercial of McDonald's and eat at McDonald's.
0: There you go. Well, because, like, once you actually see the product... It doesn't look as appetizing as, like, a photo. Yeah. And I I feel like in another life, I'd be one of those food artists, yeah. like the food photographers. For the commercials. Yeah. You I should ch-
1: have included that. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah. that's a, <laughs> insane. Like, all the... Do you know what they use for cheese on pizza?
0: What do they use for cheese?
1: Glue. Oh, God. They let it, like, almost dry and then pull it up.
0: Do you know what they use for ice cream? Oh, what? Oh, so, it's mashed potatoes. In yeah. It. Yes. Yes, I know. Yeah, it. you know why it's mashed potatoes? Because they're fluffy, well, and they don't melt. Yeah, so they don't <laughs> melt
1: under the lights. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Do you know how they make French fries look perfect? How have you ever seen the underside? Go back and forth doing this <laughs> yeah, for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, strap in, listeners. Have you ever seen the underside of a flower bouquet?
0: I mean, not uh, on purpose.
1: Well, there's like a, a styrofoam pad thing, and there are all these metal or wooden picks mm-hmm. that on one side they just stab into the styrofoam, and on the other side there's this crimper thing that. That attaches to the the uh, stem of the flower. Okay, I'm following. That's what they do with French fries. They they like crimping around this thing and stab it into cardboard, oh, so it all stands up perfectly.
0: It's crazy that just they literally make the food inedible, but then it makes you want to eat the food. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For grill oh. marks on burgers, they use shoe polish. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay.
1: And, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's get back to this because we're gonna go all night on this. All right, Also, uh, the more text that appears in food packaging, the healthier the food is often perceived to be. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Non-GMO, organic, gluten-free, locally sourced, like the more stuff that you put on the packaging, the more people are like, oh, yeah, like I feel like they, they did their due diligence on this food.
1: Well, half of those parameters are also completely outrageous, mm-hmm. like cage-free chicken eggs, for instance. That doesn't mean like they're just roaming around happy in a field. It just means they're all stuffed into one big cage instead of individual little
0: cages. Yeah, you can't write down the emotional state of the chicken right. you're buying. <laughs> I want happy eggs. Yet <laughs> I want happy eggs. Was Was this chicken happy? <laughs> did it Did it have a lot of friends? It's like that Portlandia sketch. <laughs> like I want to I want to meet the chicken. Can
1: we uh, talk things over? Yeah. Make sure he's okay if I eat his egg. <laughs> I guess it would be her egg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Chloe Sevigny, American actress, had said, "I'm a sucker for packaging."
1: Aren't we all? Yes. So, as they said in the fifties, "Be there or be square." You ever wonder why soda cans and some liquids are, are stored in round containers, but milk and some juices are put into square containers?
0: I did wonder why. Okay.
1: Well, there's actually a good reason behind that, and just like many things, it's money. Uh, there are a few <laughs> good reasons uh, besides that, but there's a lot of bad reasons. <laughs> It all pretty much boils down to money. Uh, Once milk is pasteurized, it has to be constantly refrigerated. The square containers allow for maximum space in the storage areas all the way from the cow through uh, pasteurization and then whenever it has to be refrigerated all the way to your mouth. So the price of storage, shipping, and uh, storing at the grocery store before it's purchased.
0: So that makes sense because all refrigeration units are square shaped. Yeah, you don't have any kind of cylindrical refrigeration units, as far as I know, that's used in, like, commercial industry.
1: I think the only advantage of a sphere container is that the surface area is larger to the ratio of
0: the volume. I didn't go to space cam. But, yeah, I don't know. Now, soda and other carbonated beverages do not last long in a square container. Due to an increased pressure after being disturbed, a square can would accumulate more pressure in the corners and would require... More material to maintain integrity. So essentially, this is a cost analysis problem. It's a food bomb. Well, it's a Coke bomb. I don't think we can say any of that. <laughs> we'll take it up. Good. I'm glad that made it through post. Yes. All right. Moving on. The round design is similar to an arch or a dome. Those architectural features have stood the test of time. So, if you think, if it's good enough for the Romans, it's good enough for my Diet Coke. Yeah. yeah. The round design also seems to be more appealing to customers. People wouldn't drink from cubicle or cuboid soda containers, right?
1: Uh, they drink square milk cartons, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, a square soda carton, that'd be weird. That would be really weird. Probably be very flat.
0: <laughs> however when packed to capacity round containers round containers. i'm, I'm square, talking right flat. now flat round containers hold up to 90 percent of the shipping or storage volume it was a good joke <laughs> it fell flat <laughs> <laughs> okay now this adds up quickly when considering millions of containers and a fun fact in order to send medical supplies to different parts of the world that are in dire need of this those places that already have uh, shipping uh, distribution centers for Coca-Cola have um, a certain like space in between the bottles. Like I found out about this the other day. So there are some companies that actually design um, med supplies and kits that actually fit into the spaces between the Coke bottles that they ship. Because Coke gets out to the most rural places in like, uh, the known parts of the world, right? So they're able to send out med kits there too.
1: This is a sad world we live in when the poorest of the poor can get Coke, but not like insulin and things they might actually need. Right?
0: Yeah. Wow. hmm
1: Well, we'll leave you on a good note, or happy note at least. Uh, Dar Williams, an American singer, said, Sometimes life gives us lessons sent in ridiculous packaging.
0: And that's our short. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, we exist within the universe.
1: And the universe exists within ourselves. We're all the stuff of stars.
0: So have a stellar day, everyone, and thanks for stopping by our corner of the cosmos.
1: This has been the Midflight Crisis Podcast. You can support important spaceship repairs and maintenance by subscribing to the Midflight Crisis Patreon page. We'd love to hear your suggestions about the show and future topics, and we appreciate your support, ratings, and reviews. This endeavor isn't possible without amazing listeners like you. Thanks for sharing your space and time with us. We'll see you on our next adventure. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Drop us a line at intrepidtransfer at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.